This is Creative Clarksville, a podcast that gives a spotlight to individuals that are shaping the creative landscape of Clarksville, Tennessee. We're your hosts, Michelle Feld and Tiffany Hilliker. This podcast was born out of the desire to connect with other creative minds right here in our own city and to build a thriving community of support for these individuals who often go unnoticed. Every episode, we will dive into someone's creative process, what led them to their chosen craft and passion, what challenges they face, and what their creations are providing for our community. So get ready to learn about the artists, authors, poets, comedians, musicians, healers, teachers, dancers, and so many more individuals that are making our city such an amazing place to live. Hi, today we're going to be speaking to Amanda Rush and Erica Wolf, the owners of Yoga Mat. We're going to hear their extraordinary story of how two practical strangers took a leap of faith and opened a business together, and how that leap of faith has helped create a safe place for healing right here in Clarksville, Tennessee. So let's take a listen and see what's going to happen. We are editing this podcast to give credit to the owners of the quotes um, that we used from the Breathe Your Own Balance book in this episode. The Breathe Your Own Balance book series and trademark were created by Shanna Thornton, owner of Thorncraft Publishing, and the books include contributors from all over the world. Thank you, Shanna, and thank you, Thorncraft Publishing, for creating such a beautiful book series and allowing us to quote it in this week's episode. It's guys, I'm just happy to be here with you. Um, I would like to ask you, Erica, how did you start your journey into yoga? Well, I started um, with an invitation to go to a yoga practice, and I literally had no idea about yoga. I had never practiced. I didn't do any kind of VHS tapes back in the day. Um, and a friend of mine um, invited me to go try, I don't know if it was hot yoga or hot vinyasa, I can't remember. And I decided to go. And there's a long story about why and how and um, I went. And the very first practice that I had, I can't explain, but I was hooked. And it became my place to find myself and I didn't even realize I needed finding. I was um, in a really bad part of my life at that time. A lot going on. Husband with uh, severe PTSD, TBI, all of the things that come with it. I was dealing with my own PTSD, secondary PTSD and all of this which I found out later, misdiagnoses and all of the stuff that came out with all of those things. So I was just a big ball of mess. And friends of mine uh, pretty much just kind of separated themselves from me because they're just like, can't deal with you. But I had this one friend who uh, said, let's go. And here I am. What is it? How many years later? Wow. So, Amanda, same question, if you don't mind. Well, I was dragged to yoga against my <laughs> will. Um, I was a student athlete at Austin PU on scholarship, played softball for 
since I was four years old, so 30 years. Um, so I was invited to go to this, I was dragged to hot yoga, and I thought, I'm an athlete, I'm in good shape, I can do this hot yoga stuff, it's just yoga. I mean, what's the big deal? And I walked in the studio, and then the owner was there, and she asked me if um, I'd ever done yoga before, and I'm like, no, but I'm an athlete, I can do it. And she asked me um, if if hot temperatures bothered me, and I was like, no, I play softball in like August in Florida, and it's 110 degrees with all this humidity, I'm completely fine with that. So my head was like huge walking in the door from the beginning, because I thought, this is going to be easy. So I walked in, laid down my mat, got on my mat, and seven minutes later I passed out because of the heat. <laughs> uh, I didn't pass out, I grayed out, so I kind of wilted down on my mat. And laid there for a while until I could recompose myself and get back up and finish. But I don't know what happened in that class, but it changed my whole life. I mean, just like in an instant. Um, I was going through a really hard time in my life too when it happened. And I mean, I was suicidal. Like, I don't, I'm, if I hadn't gone to that class that night, I wouldn't be here now. And I know that for sure. Um, but it just did something to me that first night, and I just kept going back every day. Um, then I got a monthly pass and just kept going back and kept going back. And at that time in my life, I had been um, just running from everything, and softball was my way to run away. And so I was playing softball five, six nights a week so I could have something to, like, you know, um, just t take up the time in my life. And when I found yoga, it started to shift and it was like I wanted to be at the yoga studio more than I wanted to be at the softball field and that was just mind-blowing to me that that could happen because I never thought that I would be without softball in my life and now I've, I'm three years retired from it and I don't even miss it anymore um, and it's just my whole life shifted um, after that first yoga class and it only takes one class to make a difference so wow that's cool yeah Erica, how did yoga mat start? Well, um, once I began my practice, I wanted to learn the magic. And I use that word for myself uh, about what was happening in me, within me. Um, and I wanted to learn more. And I took a teacher training <clears throat> to just soak up the knowledge. And I never wanted to become a teacher that was not my intention, like at all. Did the whole training, and um, <clears throat> the day, the last day where we had to test, uh, teach an hour class in front of everyone, I was ready to bail out. And I called my teachers and said, I'm not doing this. And they're like, Oh, yes, you are. You can't, you, we're not letting you quit. And I was furious, pissed off. There's a whole long story with all of that, but um, I became a teacher that day because they believed in me. Um, and I became a teacher at that studio and she, the owner of the studio <clears throat> came to me months later and asked me if she thought uh, the studio could be a student-owned studio. And I was just like, yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, she was ready to retire and uh, she put, you know, she did a lot of work there and she wanted to focus in on other things. 
and I knew nothing about business. I had no clue about owning a commercial space, having contractors. Um, I mean, I was stay-at-home mom with other little part-time jobs that took up my days and uh, caregiver to my husband. So there's a lot of other things going on, but I knew that this was the right decision to do. And I started the business with two other, two other business partners. And within a very short time, uh, we opened up in January. By the third week, I just knew that it wasn't meant to be. And I asked them, gave them the option of you buy me out or I buy you out. And they decided uh, for me to buy them out. And I was like, okay, got it. And it was, I don't know, a day later, I really don't have a timeline anymore, that I walked past Amanda in the hallway. And now mind you, Amanda was my student in my very first teaching class, not even a year before. And we'd spoken a few times. We weren't we weren't even really friends at that time. We were a little bit more than acquaintances, less than friends, somewhere in there. Um, <clears throat> but I walked past her and said, hey, do you want to own this studio with me? And I, it was the right question at the right time to the right person. And she stopped, looked at me and said, yes, just tell me how much to write the check for. And literally a, I don't know, it was a week, 10 days later, it was on the 1st of February of 2015, she and I became studio owners. What an amazing story. <laughs> Did you have any hesitation at all, Amanda? Um, no, I didn't, which was very odd for me because I'm very frugal with my money and I'm very <laughs> like methodical in my decision making. So it takes me a while to get to a decision. And so when she asked me that, I stood for, it wasn't even like a breath, really. And I said, definitely, yes. And like she had said, um, I just asked how much to write the check for. And she called me, or she texted me a little later that night. And she's like, that was just weird. I, <laughs> I'm, if, if you don't want to do this, I completely understand. And I said, no, I do want to do this. And I, I've said this a lot, but I was waiting my entire life for that question to be asked of me. Mm -hmm. And that's what it felt like in my heart. And that there was no hesitation. Mm -hmm. And I, we haven't looked back since. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm curious um, if you could share just a little bit about what your vision mm -hmm. is for the yoga mat. I get this sense that it's actually a bit bigger than yoga. Right? That there's mm -hmm. actually something way more important that actually drives you to own this space and to show up daily just giving into the lives of the people that show up there. So tell us a little bit more about that. For me, it's having healed many layers of the wounds that I carried. And I thought I had to carry that rucksack with me. Um, but being able to share with others that you can open it up and heal one thing at a time, if it's through a silent practice, through conversation with others, if it's just by showing up, um, it's 
about finding hope, peace, quiet. Um, that's what has me coming back because that's what I found in this space. And that was before it was my studio. I found the healing in it. And yeah, that's where... For me, I... Um... I lost my faith in God um, a long time before I walked through those doors. And not that yoga in that space was a religion by any means, but by going through the, the, the asana practice of the yoga postures and just creating that space within your body, your mind, your spirit, with just the breath work... Um, it just, at some point, um, I was able to just to see God again in my life. And I was in a restorative class one night, and I took the class, and I went home, and I laid down on the couch, and this had this feeling come over me, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it took me a while, but I finally figured out what I was feeling was... I was completely at peace and I never thought I would ever feel that again and to be able to feel that and then be able to actually offer that to other human beings as a way um, for them to find their light and their hope and to not give up is the biggest gift we can give. So. That night, or shortly thereafter, she wrote a card. And it was to thank me for that restorative class. Mm -hmm. And the words that she wrote in that card, the card is actually hanging in the studio for all to read, um, is I believe and know the reason why I asked her the question, because she understood the healing process. And subconsciously, it's like you were that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you can understand the mission of the place because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you've personally gone through it mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to share a quote from a book you two put together it's called Breathe Your Own Get it? Balance um, and it is a collection of stories from yoga teachers if I'm not mistaken are they all yoga instructors uh, and yoga students and yoga students um and both of you have your personal story in here. And Amanda, in yours it says, In our studio, we have a banner on the wall. It says, I will catch you if you fall. Yoga mat. Like, that's what your yoga mat is saying to you. It will catch you if you fall. And then you go on to say, My yoga mat, my yoga mat has collected sweat, tears, pain, anger, frustration, and everything else that no longer serves my greater good. And I just loved that line. Um, it just was such a beautiful visual of, this isn't just exercise, it's a safe place to go and strip away any of the parts of you that are really are not serving you mm -hmm. um, to help you grow into a better, healthier person. Yes. Yeah, I really thought that was cool. So, what challenges have you guys had to face since you started this studio together? 
What is probably one of the biggest things that has challenged you guys as you've gone into business together? I would say for me to become more structured and her to loosen up. <laughs> so we have opposite personalities going here? Absolutely. Yin, yin okay. and yang, yes. Okay. It, that probably works out really well, I would think, once you get kind of used to each other's style a little bit. Michelle, don't you think me and you have that same yeah, thing I'm going pretty on? Flowy and, yeah, yeah exactly. Michelle's the flowy one. Just <laughs> well, everything just... It's just strange. You, you, you do hula hoops and, you know... You oh, I'm a really artsy, creative person. Yeah, but, People are surprised by that because I'm I think, super structured. But I learned from your structure. You know, and I, I have to say, you know, I have behind the scenes, I actually work at Yoga Mat. Uh, and also have um, experienced the healing process of the yoga mat. I knew when I, I uh, came in those doors that it was a healing place. And uh, it originally scared me because I wasn't ready for that. And, uh, or I didn't think I was. And then the universe brought me right back eventually, like a few months later. And what I have noticed exactly is what Erica and Amanda have um set intentions for is it does happen it's a place where you can heal at your level of understanding you come in the yoga mat you feel loved you feel supported you um there is the lack of ego and in the sense that i there's no competition in trying to um you feel at home and also I did notice for me that that even when I feel like leaving, I always come back because I know it's healing me, and um, that is huge. And I've also wanted to commit not to Erica and Amanda to Yoga Mat. I committed to Yoga Mat before I committed to working with them, and I, that's I think everybody that comes in to that space will commit to yoga mat first mm. and um, just I think it's we become stewards of that and that's what I experienced myself and I, I'm just grateful for both of you for what you have done and it has I, I know that you had the vision Erica and Amanda you had the uh, desire to keep it for your own health and to you wanted to allow others to experience that too that's what I noticed, and um, I'm very grateful to both of you. Mm-hmm. I have this uh, quote that um, I carry around with me, and it's, she believed she could, so she did. When Amanda and I started, she was the one that believed in me and didn't let me um, stray off that path of just believing in what is possible um and having someone believing you with unconditional love it's powerful because every person's a need is to be seen heard and acknowledged and that is what i ask of myself and of anybody else that comes in is to be that person to to so you can feel seen heard acknowledged in whichever way shape or form because in our world nowadays there's many that don't have that we could be the first person the last person that this individual sees in the day and that's powerful it's how do we 
leave that imprint, that intention. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So I have another quote from the book. This one is Erica's. It said, one yoga class is all it took, and my magic was unrolling itself with my mat. My healing began. But it sounds to me, and I know from personal experience, because I started going to yoga mat to try to help um, my healing process uh, from PTSD. I had already started therapy, um, and I didn't even know this was just minutes from where I lived. And when I found out about it, I was like, oh, I read the description of some of the classes and I thought this might be a good place for me to go. I don't want to do any stretching. So I was like that person. I didn't want to do any of the high movement classes. I wanted to go to the ones where I could maybe learn to quiet my mind a little bit because I've never been good at that. Um, and after my first class, I, I never slept so good that night. Like it had been years since I had had a night of sleep that restful. And I was like, I know it was from that class. Um, and I just kept going back and trying different types of classes, finding the ones that fit for me. And it has been a huge part of my healing journey. And I, I know there's a lot of talk about your yoga mat itself is helping you unravel your magic. But it sounds like Amanda really was key to helping you unravel your magic too. You needed somebody who would really believe in you. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, vice versa. I bet you've probably met so many people who have come into the space that have influenced you and kept mm -hmm. you going just the same as you have influenced so many people that walk through the doors. And you can feel it when you walk in. There is a distinct, I, it's really hard to describe, but when you walk in the doors, it does feel really welcoming and really safe. I think safe is a good word mm -hmm. for it. Um, as somebody who like has struggled with PTSD for years, that's a feeling I can recognize. So it's like I walked in and I was like, oh, I'm safe here. And not just literally safe from like, you know, physical harm, but I could be safe emotionally there. I could be myself there. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not just you two as the owners. There's so many people in the building, the people going to the classes, the other students, the other teachers. I have never had a moment there where I felt like I wanted to hide, that I couldn't show up as myself. And that is not an easy thing to create. Mm -hmm. And you guys have really done that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of hard work and intention. Um, I go through and we cleanse the studio with sage and, and salt and all of that. And uh, one of our teachers, um, showed us how to do it and they said you know it's really important to cleanse the space of all of the things that people let go of but it's more important to fill it fill the void once you cleanse it and you have to fill it with what you want to attract or whatever your intention may be and I go through methodically and I put in a different intention in each room yeah. um, for what that room represents and what we would like the intention for that room or the result the end result of what we want yeah. people to to feel in there and so the front area when I do the the foyer when you come in is you know welcoming and safety and I and I say those words um out loud and and just really concrete it in that um that that's what that space is there for mm -hmm. and 
someone a long time ago told me I was the keeper of the energy of that space and that's mm-hmm. like I'm I'm its steward that's my job is to make sure that that is felt and that is upheld within that space and so um, Erica has other Erica's the the hugger the welcomer the she's I don't know she's the one everybody goes to for for um, I think mothering and just to be held and to be you know feel safe and so she does that role there too but we both take those responsibilities um, to heart and we try to serve as much as we can every day I've been called the yoga mom and um, I absolutely love it I was just sharing with someone not too long ago that uh, when once I married and then traveled all over my excuse me, my family is in Europe and coming stateside just didn't have that big family feel and I missed that. I really missed and wanted a large family, the grandchildren, all of that. And um, that's not the case, but at least not blood related. Um, I have that with yoga mat. With all of them that come in, um, I absolutely see them as the souls that they are in any given moment with whatever's going on with them. I um, had this ability in my former life, what I call it, uh, which is kind of like, let's say pre-yoga uh, or before yoga, <clears throat> I loved collecting um, or finding these little treasures in antiques or little things that the light or life and history has just kind of darkened it. If it was this beautiful piece of wood or this um, little artifact, whatever it was, and it just needed some TLC to someone see the light in it, to bring it back, to shine it. And... um, It was a few years later, I was sitting on uh, one of the benches at Yoga Mat right across from the front door and it just hit me that I don't see the light within the material things anymore. I see the light of the souls that walk in the door. And I can see where they need that little extra love, that little extra polishing, a little extra sanding, <laughs> whatever it may be. It's just this gift of knowing of how to be there for them and um, providing that home, the sanctuary, the safe place. Um, and these are things that others have called it. Uh, so, yeah. That's really beautiful. I heard you used to be a bus driver at one point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now you're helping people get to their destination still. Yeah. Just through yoga. <laughs> yes, the wheels on the bus <laughs> go round and round. That's perfect. Um, what would you say to somebody who maybe has never tried yoga, or maybe they've tried it in the past and gave up on it? What would you say to them to get them to come through the doors and give it a shot again. All you have to do is breathe. That's what I would tell them. 
all you have to do is breathe. That's all it takes. Breath is life. Mm. Um, and we like to eat a lot at the studio. <laughs> so. so basic, you know, like human survival stuff. We just have to breathe and eat. Yeah. And, and we're, we're good. really good at potlucks at the studio. <laughs> yes, so. That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, I already am excited to go. That sounds amazing to me. I can do those things. I can breathe. I can eat. I'm good. Yeah, that's all it takes. What I like to do with um, people that ask questions like that, mm-hmm. or they have, I've had clients that were traumatized in in um, in a yoga class. Um, <clears throat> may that be from not being seen or heard or supported somehow in their practice, is offering them <clears throat> the uh, or giving them the knowledge. Of that in the classes that we offer and the teachers they're so skilled they've been trained and trained and trained to know how to serve all types of bodies all types of abilities and to be keen observers of how to be there um, so they feel safe so they can come in and try it again if they had that experience of you know, being in a hot class and they shouldn't have been in a hot class, um, or if they were a beginner in a very high intensity class of how to dial it down to, for one, never make that person feel like uh, they're being left behind or they're not adequate or, um, you know, that they're able to do this too, just we find variations or modifications in the poses and use the yoga tools. So it's really important that no matter what, they are included in all types of classes. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Um, I've noticed also on your schedule that you have a class for, is it for military families? Yes. Military and their families. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about how you use your space to give back to the community in other ways? So that was my passion the driving force of all of this because being a um, spouse of a veteran and having the ripple effect go through with the family of PTSD, secondary PTSD, all of the trauma that comes with it, it's unexplainable until you're in it yourself to really get the bigness of it. And not even realizing where I was in my story and then how yoga helped me get where I'm at, helped my daughter to get where she's at. She's one of our teachers there. Um, And then all of the things that I've learned and studied over the years of how yoga helps in the story of healing with PTSD, the anxiety, um, all the things that get wrapped up into it. So it was just from early on that I wanted to make sure that our military families, our veterans, our active duty have that safe place to explore yoga, um, to maybe find what I know I found um, and what others have felt. Uh, So it's something that we've been offering to the community. This, I mean, it started from the very first month that yoga mat was open up until now. I mean, it'll continue. Mm-hmm. And when does that happen? It happens every Saturday, 12.30 to 1.30. We have volunteer teachers that um, 
teach this class on a rotation, so it is something that uh, it's their karma service. The studio does it as a karma service, mm -hmm. and um, that's great. Yeah, what a wonderful thing. Yeah, I wanted to include how Yoga Mat is not just a yoga studio. Uh, I did not realize in the very beginning days of when we put the stickers on the door, it says wellness and yoga, and how back then it, it the manifestation was already set for it to be what it is today. So it's not just yoga, it's also massage therapy, it's also dietitian, it's also life coach, it also includes... The, the children with the child care and the kids yoga so it is unfolding into a much larger gift to the community mm. so yes yoga mat is a <clears throat> gift to the community segue yes <laughs> well I wanted to end with um, having Amanda share a little bit about her favorite yoga pose and why that is, because I just loved hearing this story. So I was at a yoga retreat, um, and we were all sitting around a table, and everybody was asked what their favorite yoga pose was. And so people were answering with, like, dancer pose, or tree pose, or eagle, or things like that. And they get to me, and I just say mountain pose. And everybody started to laugh, because it's, it's like a basic, you know... You're just standing? Is you're, that what that is? Yeah, you're standing, you know, kind of like an anatomical position, if, if anybody knows what that is. Just, you know, palms facing forward, you know, standing just straight up. And it's usually pretty easy for people to do, um, you know, if they're not trying to engage all the muscles and, you know, really be in mountain. But it's basically just standing up straight with <laughs> palms facing forward. So it's not terribly difficult just to do that, but... Because of the years and years of softball that just and me not taking care of my body like I should have um, while I was doing all that, I couldn't stand up straight. Like my back, I'd had um, I'd already had back surgery. I'd ruptured a disc in my neck when I was 21 during college while I was playing softball, and I ruptured two more in my lower back in 2006. So. I'd already had a back surgery by the time I was 26 or 28. So I wasn't in really good, like, physical sh shape in that way. So my body was just all kinds of broken. And I couldn't stand up straight. So when we would go into mountain pose, it, it physically hurt me to, um, to get into that position. I was kind of still hunched over. And, um, and I realized now my shoulders were all caved in like rolled forward, which now I know is a protection of the heart space. Um, and that was a big deal too. And so at the point that I got at the retreat, um, I realized that through the months of my yoga practice, I was actually finally able to stand at mountain completely straight up, um, powerful, strong, invincible, not, you know, unwavering, and it just, mm -hmm. it was like, I'm strong enough now to be able to do this, and not just physically strong, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in all the ways, and it was all just personified in that one posture, 
And that was like the biggest deal to me that I could stand strong in my own power again. You know that happened in one of my classes? Mm-hmm. Because I remember seeing you come up at the end of your mat. She always had this particular spot where her her mat was unrolled. And I remember seeing all of those emotions just roll over her and how the shoulders rolled back and how she just really grounded her feet down. You could see it unfold in the entire body. It was, I think you even had tears roll down your face. And it was breathtaking to be able to see just this strength flow in through you. It was amazing. I remember that. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, I know I have tears streaming. That (laughs) is just such a wonderful testament to what it could be. Mm -hmm. You think Mm -hmm. you might just be showing up for a little exercise or a little flexibility. And who knows, maybe you'll end up having a life transformation yes or like me maybe you show up for the healing and you really don't want to stretch at all so you won't make people right (laughs) (laughs) well erica and amanda thank you so much for taking the time to share your stories separately and then how they converge to create such a beautiful space that is the yoga mat and i encourage anybody listening to um come check out their space i think you can already tell where their heart is at but to experience it in person is truly life-changing transformative yes so thank you for your time thank you for having us Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, be sure to like, subscribe, and even leave a review for us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And until next time, keep on creating, Clarksville. Today's podcast music is provided by local Clarksville musician, Daryl Kelly. You can find links to his music on our social media pages. 